We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right, Harry Higgs today. Welcome, Harry. PGA Tour player and all-round good guy. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing? You got it. Um, thanks for having me. I don't know about the all-around good guy part, but we'll spend a little bit of time here, and hopefully you guys feel the same way. Uh, no, doing doing all good. All good. good. Thanks again for your time. No, not a problem. And uh, Lou and Greg, how are you both? Quite excited to have a chat with Harry today. I know you're both loaded up with questions. I'm ready to rumble, mate. I've had like four cups of coffee and I'm good to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, good to go. I'm really go. excited. We finally have someone on the podcast that can actually play golf well. Oh, So I'm very excited. Oh, a little oh, bit of dig fired. there, my friends. What, what does that oh, even mean? Is man. Harry the number one Harry Greg was in golf? all ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Greg Harry, is the, the second end. best Greg in golf. Like, does what? It's true. Does, like, come on, Lou. That was a low. The official shot. world Greg ranking. I'm number two in the world, Greg. It's uh, it's quite a <laughs> quite a status symbol. And, and Harry, you need to know just to preempt before. What's that, mate? Who's in front of you? Oh, some guy we've never heard of. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, he's, um, he's sliding. He's, he's trending the wrong way. Whoever um, it is. Yeah, some guy called just, Greg. Just, <laughs> just know yeah. by the end of this pod, Harry, Lou is going to invite you up to his uh, member guest and you that, don't have to say yeah, yes to that. Good. Okay. Well, well okay. said. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be asking you questions, Harry, but as we ask them, just like give your like normal media responses, but in the back of your head think, how can I politely say no to Lou at the end of this pod? Yeah. When the he... tough part is the member guests. Yeah, they're, it's definitely my scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just don't have a whole lot of time for them. Um, yeah, I like it. He's already started. You know, it's just a... Busy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. come up with something at the yeah. end. Keep, so get that ready because he is desperate for a friend, aren't you, Lou? Um, right, Greg, go on. You kick it off. What question have you got for Harry? Harry for uh, yeah, H, it was Super Bowl weekend, mate. You're a massive Philadelphia Eagles fan. And yeah, nice from fan, what I saw – as yeah, mate, as a Cowboys fan, I saw a game that was very fairly played and uh, the Eagles got outplayed there. So how did you sure, feel about sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> how did you yeah, feel about sure. it all? Um I was I was a lot less uh emotional in the loss than I kind of thought I would be. I was kind of surprising. I was we were fortunate as Eagles fans, what, five years ago to be on the other side of this where you're a lot more emotional when when you win. Um, it was a tough one. I, I, we lived in Philadelphia for 10 years and then moved to Kansas city. So as you could imagine, like every friend of mine, uh, my girlfriend, her parents, uh, her brothers and sisters, they're all chiefs fans. 
And I think the way in which the game ended, they still haven't kind of needled me a ton yet. I think they were just kind of waiting uh, and they probably are still waiting. It was a, it was an unfortunate way to end a great football game. Uh, we've talked about it. I, James Bradbury was the guy that was called for the holding penalty, whether it was holding or not. Mm-hmm. It kind of mm-hmm. stinks that he has admitted that he held, which just kind of takes all the fire out of any of the argument they could have. Um, I mean, they they played great. I, I hate that my friends have Mahomes as their quarterback because no one deserves that guy, especially by idiot friends. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it was a tough one. Like, I didn't really think – for no real reason. I, I follow football enough and uh, you know, I'm sure I'm not removing the bias and the thoughts that I was having, but I didn't really think it was going to be that close. I thought the Eagles would kind of jump all over them and, and they did in a way. And then it was just like, Oh crap. Uh, yeah. It looks like kind of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are just kind of waiting to get the ball a few more times. And they knew they were going to score. And sure enough, they got it a few more times and got it in the end and they won the game. Um, yeah, it was, I yeah. didn't have the same kind of emotional reaction that I did when they won and was certainly bummed out. Um, I think the future is pretty bright, but we're about to pay a quarterback a boatload of cash and that makes it a little harder. And, and it's, there's just no guarantees. You just, I don't know if I'll ever get to watch another Super Bowl again. I, I would like to think so, but uh, as good as Jalen hurts is, he's not freaking Patrick Mahomes, which I hate. Um, and hopefully maybe in a few years he, he can kind of look the same, but I just don't see that as being possible because I think Patrick Mahomes is one of one, obviously. So it was a sad and kind of depressing way to end a great football game. Like, don't, don't throw the flag there. Um, but they did. And, you know, he had his hands on them and, and that's that. Um, so sad way to end, but I was proud of the way that they fought and, and played and, and, you know, went toe to toe with probably one of the greatest coaches and probably going to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback of all time. So some positives in, uh, in a bit of uh, a bit of a letdown, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so Mark and I have no idea what you just said. Yeah. We'll have to explain. I was just about to say, for the, the, for for the very few yeah. of yeah. us who maybe didn't watch the Super Bowl, <laughs> was there a controversial yeah, thing at the end? Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. And did you guys there both was watch? And there wasn't. Okay, right. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it probably should have been a flag, and uh, they didn't really it's call it all during it was the game. A mess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The field was crap. I mean, uh, you know, it was just a, it was kind of not the best. Now the play on the field was good, but like all the, all the logistics and the little intricacies, it didn't look great for the NFL. A bunch of guys slipping and sliding, and oh, really? both teams pass rush. Yeah, looked like they were. Yeah, it was. It you didn't watch it, Mark? Kind of garbage, to be honest with no, you. No, it's one of the. I love. Like, I, I watch the. I watch the basketball. Yeah. I watch baseball now as well, but I can't. American football just doesn't grab me. Okay. Dude, there's like nine billion people on the planet, and you're the only one yeah. not watching. I know it's so funny when you <laughs> yeah, look at the num- are, yeah. when you look at the numbers <laughs> of the people who watch the football World Cup, as in what you would call soccer, and then the well, Super Bowl. True, yeah. It puts it in it blows your mind how many people are actually yes. watching soccer compared to obviously american football which is much more americanized yeah. but i presume obviously in america like just it's a you not everyone but everyone watches the super bowl do they it is like yeah the world stops. Yeah. yeah yeah it stops pretty much yeah, yeah. hey yeah. Uh, let's get into your golf mate you turned pro in 2014 and sure. it seems like you spent you quickly went to the tino tour is that right 
Yes. Yeah. And, first and then, year was down in Latin America. Yeah. And then what did you do? Did you do mini tours after that? Because eventually you went back to the Latino tour because they, they introduced the, did they introduce where the top five get their cards on the corn ferry, give you an avenue to get in that way? Yeah, I don't know. Because you I won the money list the down same, there. I'm just curious year, to how maybe. much money. Yeah, sorry, yeah. mate. How much money did you did you did it cost you to go through this process from 2014 all the way to getting your card? That is not a money making venture oh. down in Latino tour. That, yeah, that would be yeah, from 14, 2014 to kind of the end of the year 2018. Um, you know, I won the money list at the end of the year 2018, and then if I'm not mistaken, 19 was my first corn fairy year, full, full status corn fairy year. That would be an interesting, I haven't, I can't believe I hadn't done that. That would be an interesting uh, look back into the accounting, like how much money does this actually cost me? Yeah. yeah it was a lot. Um, as I'm sure you well know, Greg, it's 2014. I first started, I think I might've made 15 to 20 grand in 15, 16, 17 events. Um, so that's what you make, but you're spending, I think, I think it was on average about two to 2,500,000 a week, 2,500,000. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 2000 to $2,500 a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. And you know, over the course of 17, 15, 16, 17 events, I'm spending more than I'm making. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 14 didn't, and I got at the end of 14, I got all the way through Q school, but then finished, you know, a hundredth or whatever it was and got a pat on the back. So I, kind of was in no man's land really trying to play a couple Monday into a couple, maybe go play a couple Latin America, Canada events. Um, and then I went to, went to Q school again, the end of 2015 and no success. So now I've got nothing. Um, I believe I went to Latin America Q school and didn't have success there. So now really got nothing. So did I played mini tours. I did a few Mondays. I did that for another year and a half. And then um, fortunately was able to get through Latin America Q school at the January of of 2018 and then kind of the rest is history i guess i went down there and won the money list um winning the money list i still didn't file uh any any taxes because i didn't really profit off of yeah off of my winning the money list so that should kind of show the viewers how little uh it, it definitely is not a money-making venture yeah. um yeah. but then i was fortunate just to kind of i was doing a lot of things really well and i never really let and I would, you know, I played professionally for four years everywhere. So the time I was on the corn ferry tour, it was the goal was obviously just get to the PGA tour. But, but that was kind of the overarching goal where the most of it was just like, I'm just going to continue to do the stuff that I know I'm good at and basically see how good that actually is. And got off to a good start, which helps, right? To get the result helps make the process of everything a little easier. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I finished fifth on the money list there. And then it was kind of the same thing. Once I got to the tour, it was, all right, I'm just going to keep doing me. I'm going to do my stuff and see how that kind of stacks up against everybody. And then again, fortunately, my first year out of tour, I had a couple good results early and it just made it a lot easier to go out there and, and feel like, okay, my stuff's good enough. Now I'm just going to go beat people and take pleasure in beating people. Um, so that that's kind of a, the short version of the long trek to get, um, I guess, kind of to where I am now. But um, yeah, it, mini tour golf, uh, developmental tour golf, I always like to say is is definitely not a money making venture at all. And you're basically just biding your time and, and either earning or creating an opportunity to level up. And then once you do that, 
you kind of stay out of your own way and continue to just do your best to level up. Um, And I'm, you know, I guess in a way trying to do that now on the, on the PJ tour as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, 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 yeah. And did you feel in those from 2014 to 2020, I think, is that when you joined the PGA Tour, I think I saw? You were a year on the Corn Ferry Tour, was that right? Yeah, it was the, yeah, the fall of 2019 was my first event. You know, we finished the Corn Ferry season the kind of end of August and then. I think mid-September was the first event that I yeah, played. Um, yeah. So, yeah, in a roundabout way. And how did you feel your game before. developed from 2014 to that time? Did you feel like you were getting better all the time? Did you do anything that was standout decision that you thought, well, like this is making me better? Or was it just a real gradual envelope shove across a desk really slow? You know, does yeah. that make sense? What, how, did, was there any yeah, turning Yeah, no, points? I would. I like that envelope slowly shoving across the desk. Yeah. Um, I think it was more that than anything else. Um, you know, I, and I'd always in the mini tour stages, the developmental tour stages, you're, you're not making any money. You're asking, you know, individuals or groups or companies or whomever to sponsor you, you know, Hey, help me pay for my expenses of going to play tournaments. So you're kind of always fighting that as well. And, you know, I, I had not had any results to really warrant anybody's, um, I guess in a way investment or support of me. Um, but I had always told myself, I don't, I'm not going to stop doing it because I didn't get the results. I would stop if I ever felt like I wasn't getting any better. And I never felt that fortunately, obviously. Um, so it was a very slow and gradual kind of process of just improving everything. Um, which I felt like I also did in college, you know, you, I played, you know, high school junior golf in, in the Kansas City area and some nationally as well. But I was by the end of high school, I was starting to do really well. And then you get into school and I kind of had a brief uh, my freshman year, like things were really good. Games seemed easy. My game stacks up. And then it just kind of, you know, you start getting into some bigger tournaments with some better players. And all of a sudden it's just, well, wow, I got a lot of things that I need to improve on. Yeah, so basically yeah. spent four years in school improving on those things. And then kind of by my senior year at I felt like I could beat anybody in the college game. Um, and then it was very, very parallel to my professional golf career. It took about four years to, for me to develop it even further to feel like, okay, I don't care where I am or who I'm playing against. I can beat anybody in the professional game. Um, and so it was gradual. And then the one kind of overlying thing was just basically mirrored, mirrored college where I'm getting better over four years, but then also once I feel like my skills have gotten to the point where I can beat people, I just believed that I could beat people. Right. And then same thing professionally, it was skills caught up. And then I also just had the belief. Um, I feel that the belief is even more important than maybe the skills are. Um, and I wish that I had noticed that sooner, but you know, I didn't. Um, so once my skills got to a certain point, it was like, I'm just going to go out and beat people. Uh, and did, you know, did that for a year and a half, two years, and then got onto the, onto the PGA tour. And I have kind of wrestled with that again, right? It's my, I feel that my skills are certainly good enough. I just need the belief to kind of 
take them even further, if yeah. you will. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can, I know I'm capable of beating, beating the best in the world. I just have, you have to believe it. And there are still some things, you know, constantly where you're always working to improve little by little day in and day out. But if you just have that belief in yourself and your abilities, no matter what, no matter if you feel like you're swinging it like, like crap, or you're not putting it any good or whatever it may be, the belief just kind of pulls you to more so to where you want to get to. Um, so yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't anything quick or flashy or anything like that. It was more of just a, a gradual, uh, a focus kind of a, yeah. yeah yeah, like a long-term focus on these are the few things that I need to continue to improve. And they're always the same, Yeah, the same things. Unfortunately, I, there's nothing new that ever pops up. I just, I just um, had an hour with my instructor here and it, it's, it's the same thing we've been working on forever. Um, you know, it just got a little out of whack. So we got to work to get it back under control. Right. Um, I, I wish there were new things that would pop up. I feel like that would maybe provide more excitement but there's really hardly ever anything new that pops up the yeah. same few things kind of form and technique wise and then the rest of it's on you right you got to develop skills and the ability to hit certain shots in certain situations in certain conditions and and then you got to believe in yourself that you're going to do it when the time comes so sadly all the cliches work and it's not uh there's no like magic pill not that oh now, now i'm going to be able to you know hit shots this way yeah. right it's yeah same thing over and over. So it was definitely a long, long term. I really like that pushing the envelope across the desk yeah. very slowly and gradually. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, but right. yeah, yeah. Good stuff, Lou. What have you got for us? I'm curious. So when you were down on the Latin America tour, um, <clears throat> the versus PGA tour, I know they're two very different animals. Uh, are the players closer and tighter when you're playing on a developmental tour yeah. versus being on the PGA tour? And I don't know if that question necessarily makes sense. No, it does. Um, yes. A hundred percent. The answer to that would be yes. Um, I did two full seasons in Latin America and some of my best friends in the world are the guys that I've, that we've played with down there, or, you know, you know, a lot of those guys have graduated up as well. So they continue to be some of my best friends in the world, obviously playing in kind of all throughout central and South America with me speaking little to no Spanish. Um, we would need, a group of, and it did wind up being a group of 20, 25, 30 American guys would kind of stick together um, because, you know, a few other guys would know a bit more Spanish and the like, right. To get to get from the airport to the hotel, get from the hotel to the course, get from the hotel to somewhere to eat and, you know, just try to piece it all together <laughs> as a group. Um, it's very, it was, it was not as much, not as indiv individualistic as it is now. Um, I always, and I've heard somebody say, this, this is not an original, this does not come from me, but yet there was in Latin America, you know, you'd have 20, 30, like friends that would follow along and, and root for you. And I think on the corn ferry tour, it, it's about half, you got about 10 or 15 friends that follow along and, and root for you. And now in rooting for you, they still want to beat you by a shot, but you know, they, they root for you and they're, they're there to help. And now on the PGA tour, it's about half of that, right? You got like five close closer friends and it certainly is much more of a uh lonelier lonely pursuit i would say mm -hmm. at this level than any other and, and i get it i mean and i fall victim to it at times too i think i would perform better if it wasn't as lonely of a pursuit so i try to you know find little ways to make it feel like there's a team right all this everybody says team 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 um but it is i mean it's just bigger business there's 
there's a lot of guys out there that are just there to do their job and and then leave for the day. They're not really interested in hanging out or going to dinner with friends or going to dinner with other couples, you know, whatever it may be. They're there to play golf and go home and rest and recover and then go out and play golf and, you know, do their job the next day. Um, it is the, the difference is very stark. Um, I don't, I think at times it, it hurts me. I want to be, you know, I have a personality that is maybe more engaging than others. I'd rather be at times I'd rather be around friends more than I am now, but also I've fallen victim to it more often than not, where it's just like, yeah, all I want to do is go out and do my job and then just go home and kind of quiet everything and, and just literally just sit around. I don't even feel like going out to dinner, somebody just order or find a way to bring me some food to eat yeah. so that I can just stay here on this couch and kind of tune out everything that goes into, you know, now being a successful PGA tour player, the, the demand on your time is more, whether it's artificial or something that, you know, you just feel it's necessary that you put in more time because you are at a higher level. Um, I don't know. That'd be something to, to explore whether or not it's kind of something that I'm making up, but I'm certainly, I give it a lot more, a lot more time, a lot more thought now than maybe I did in the past where I did, we did have those releases, you know, you'd go to dinner with 20, 30 mm. friends of yours. And it was yeah. funny to piece together, how are we going to order food and how are we going to get to the, to the restaurant and then where, how are we going to get back? And, yeah. um, more you know, distractions you, you're always, this isn't there. Well, this, yeah, you're I always think looking this, for yeah, the there's definitely a stronger, kind of yeah, it's a stronger yeah. camaraderie when there's no money to play for. I've, I've noticed yeah, that too. And when you get yeah. people too out of their comfort zone, like Americans going to other countries um, or Australians going to, yeah. when we come here, it doesn't matter how much we want it. We look for, we gravitate towards each Australians other. Australians love other countries, Greg. You find Australians are all, <laughs> Australians <laughs> yeah, are never in Australia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah very true, very true. Um, but yeah, we do gravitate towards each other though when we get there. Like we're going to form our own little group and it's yeah. a bit of buddy-buddy up. Yeah, um, it's, it's funny, yeah, there's like, and I, obviously my personality is one uh, joke a little bit more, but like the Canadians play practice rounds with each other. The Koreans play practice rounds with each other. The Aussies pretty much play practice rounds with each other. The Brits pretty much play practice rounds with each other. And then like, I just go up to the tee and it's, you know, whomever's there, right? I, yeah. I don't, I'm not big and organized. Yeah. I mean, you get some with some friends here and there, but I always joke with the guys like, well, what, you know, Canadians, you don't want to invite an American to come play with you, right? That's yeah. like, you know, we got four and they're all four Canadians. It is. It's this is a, and Greg, you would know. And uh, it's a very, very lonely pursuit and it only gets lonelier. Yeah, I, I feel. And I, I don't know. I'm just yes, based on what I've heard of the, the top players in the world. It's very, very lonely when you're mm. having the success that you've dreamed of having, but you don't really share it with hardly anybody and whether that's I, I don't know i guess it may not be possible to share with as many people as you'd like or, or you might find that sharing with too many people will will you know limit the success that you can have but it is it's a very lonely pursuit um it's a difficult thing for even you know your significant other your wife your girlfriend your mom and dad your brother and sister to understand just just how lonely this can be and how difficult that is at times um and it was a lot less lonely and a lot almost easier when all of us were just kind of had the same goal, you know, being in Latin America was just getting off the tour. Right. And yeah. we're just going to all pull together and we want, we want everybody to succeed. And, you know, if everybody succeeds, then maybe you aren't, you're one that's left out. And I, I found my, my first year there in 2014, it was more of just like, 
I just wanted to create some friendships and, and kind of feel my way into this pro golf thing. And uh, okay, I enjoy it. I'm getting better at it. Great. It was a stark difference in 2018. It was like, I mean, there's a few guys down here that I played with in 2014 or have played with since that I am close with, but like, I got enough friends, man. I just want to beat all you guys and get out of here. Um, (laughs) So even, you know, even then it was, it was very different. My approach to it was very different. Um, And it's, it gets lonelier and lonelier, the better you do. Mm-hmm. whether or not that's it's just the way that it is whether or not it should or shouldn't be i guess is for somebody else to decide or for the certain individual to decide um but yeah i mean you you miss friends weddings you miss you miss everything now i mean it's just it kind of stinks at times and at times it's i'm not saying like i mean it's not depressing but sometimes it's like man this is this kind of stinks like i can't go and i can't be the same friend that i was to you know, high school buddies of mine, college buddies of mine, you know, that I was 10 years ago, right? It's I've, I've gotten this very kind of singular pursuit that I am pursuing. And a lot of things are sacrificed in that pursuit. Yeah, it's a selfish game. And there's this, like you say, the yeah. pursuit, it's a selfish pursuit. You can fill yourself, I guess, with a team to a certain extent. But at the end of the day, that just costs loads of money subject to how much you're earning as yeah. well. If you go and start transporting 20 team members stroke friends around is not exactly cheap is it i mean it's 20 employees but uh another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greg, yeah. do you find similar things? Obviously, you've been on tour oh. for years. You, yeah, you don't seem, of, you don't seem to have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. No, one, of my, one, of my, one of my journeys has been trying to figure out what hobbies I can do that yeah. don't A, take too much energy and B, beat the border yeah. because yeah. the four walls and a TV is really boring. Hotel room right? punishment stuff, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I, I've, li- I've, I've lived 15 years of my life in a Holiday Inn Express. Yeah. So that's a long time. Yeah. So one of the things I just did recently, just three days ago, I went and bought a um, Lego car that I'm going to put together in my room next time. Yeah. I want pictures. It's I for ages pictures. of nine and up. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. I'm doing it. Right? Lego. I, mean, I thought like, you were going to say you bought you like a guitar or a ukulele no, or something. I, I bought guitar. some Lego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And some Star Wars figures. Yeah. And Me and you, Star H, come on over, mate. Come over yeah. tomorrow. I, sure. Later. I mean, yeah, I get asked it all the time. I, I don't have a hobby. Like the only thing that I ever think about or do is is how do i play better golf right i mean it's that's yeah all that any of us do and greg i I don't mean to date you but like i I don't i couldn't imagine doing this 15 years ago where like the only hobby the 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 one thing that makes it a little bit easier now is like airbnb exists you can rent a house and you can have a couple buddies come stay and then it's just a release right we all get back in the golf course and i don't stay with people that will not talk about golf so we all get back and we turn on some game or whatever, maybe place a $50 wager on a basketball game, just so we can all sit there and like be mindlessly entertained. Yeah. I couldn't imagine having to do this without Airbnb or without Netflix or, or any of the streaming services now that exist, right? Like 
Because you do, you just go back and you turn into kind of a couch potato and you turn some mindless TV show or, or sports, you know, a, a game on and you just watch and forget about kind of something, you know, forget about if it was a good day, forget about a few things. If it was a bad day, forget about everything. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. right. You do. I, I like, I couldn't yeah. imagine the, I couldn't imagine doing, I don't know that I'd still be doing it if it was the same hotel every week and like, you turn on cable and it's like, ah, oh, what movie can I flip through to find this? I, I, I don't know. And I would imagine as I get a little older and I'm not young anymore, um, as I get a little older, I'll probably want to find literally, I mean, great. That sounds like a great idea. Go build something or yeah. go buy a guitar. And I mean, nowadays yeah. you can put you do YouTube, it. how to play a guitar, right? Yeah, like totally. something yeah. to take your mind away from the constant and even, yeah. I'll say that like my mind still wouldn't be, I could be learning how to play the guitar and I'm still thinking about how I want to hit the, you know, six iron into the third hole tomorrow. Right. Like it doesn't take it away, but at least it like distracts it briefly. It distracts your mind briefly. Yeah. You need to, to be give able you to put some it of that down, kind of, don't you? You need to be able to do. put it down. And sometimes putting it down is a forced hobby. It's something which you do yeah. like, I remember playing tennis. You might not even enjoy hobby. doing it. Yeah. yeah. And it was right. the only Just two hours something. a week I wasn't looking at my phone doing my job. It was basically two hours sure. running around on a golf course and um, on a tennis court and thinking of nothing else. Uh, Lou? I love Harry's – hold on. I love Harry's comment. He basically said, Greg, you're so old. I can't imagine what it was like when they had hickory shafts. We yeah. had to deal with hickory shafts every day. Yeah. I didn't know you used to have to turn that. the black and white telly on. I didn't know you used to have to get up. Yeah, you get up to turn the channel yeah. over. <laughs> I, the Ride my bike to the course. Yeah, the one yeah. thing that I heard really helps is member guests. So yeah, if yeah. you, <laughs> you want to find that, there it is. June 22nd. Not that there's a problem with it, but it's still golf. Yeah, exactly. I, I live right by where With you were born, so I, I'm a New Jersey guy. I'm not and too then, far away from where, where you're from. When you get back okay. to Lou's house, he can break down where you went wrong, stat for stat. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome Lou, fun. it's really going to love that. It really, it's really going to come back to: Are we going to talk about golf at all? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Then it's a hard no. Yeah. Even if there's a chance, uh, even if there's a chance that you're going to do that, it's a we're hard. Gonna, no. We're going to build a Lego car when we're done. That's what yeah. Doing. Hey, Perfect. Harry. Harry, getting back to your golf, mate. So you, you get on tour. You had a nice run there where you, you finished 50-50 of rookie year in the FedEx Cup, made a bunch of money, 66 the following year. And then we roll in, you go 147 in the FedEx Cup. Yeah. My question to you is, can you put your finger on where that went awry? Yeah, it was more some to do with I have struggled kind of throughout my career in dealing with success and it was funny because like the first two years I had some I had some nice results I had some nice finishes at the end of the year you know played my way into some bigger events all this stuff I still didn't really feel like I was playing the golf that like I know is kind of or you know swinging like me playing like me right it was not patchwork you know but I, I was doing a good job of the little things um and also wide-eyed in a way that like wow, this is so cool. Like, so basically you're always showing up to the golf course with a great attitude. And I still had both those years basically got off to great starts and then would play my way into some bigger events. Maybe not have some of them have success in, but others not to where then for a month or so throughout the year, you kind of feel small, right? You show up and, and Rory's on the range all the, and you look around and it's like, God, these guys do things that like, I can't do all this stuff. It doesn't matter. It just, it, it's all about shooting a score. And and I'm at my best when I realized that 
Um, and also at my best when I bring, you know, my best attitude to the golf course day in and day out. Um, so the biggest thing, and really, I think the only thing was my attitude throughout almost all of last year was, was pretty poor. I had, I had flashes and moments where it was good and good enough that, you know, it helped me bring my skills even further, right. Where I did, might not have felt like I was swinging my best or whatever, driving the, driving it the best that I normally do, but like, I would believe in it regardless. And I would just have a good attitude and good reactions to poor shots that I didn't let it continue to spiral downward and just, you just make the game so much harder, right. You exhaust so much more energy because you get so off. Um, and you know, part of it was like, I didn't get off to the same start last year that I had in previous years. Right. My, my job was secure by pretty much the, the turn of the year, each of my first two years. Right. So it was just easier mm -hmm. to, all right, I can breathe deeply. And you know, now I'm, I'm just job secure. I know I'm going to play here and I'm going to go try to win some golf tournaments. Um, and then in that, the trying to win tournaments, I would not react to things appropriately. I'd get a little too angry at, at just the littlest things. And next thing you know, I have, you know, three or four weeks of a downturn. And then I fortunately would snap my way out of it. And I just didn't do a good job of that really at all last year. And I think I've done a little better job of it to start this year, but I still, I still know I need to get better at it. I've just been getting too damn angry and too frustrated at even some marginal golf shots that are you know, like, it's okay. It's okay that the ball's there. It's okay that, um, you know, I just, I'm a victim of, of kind of <laughs> right now I'm, I'm really seeing a lot of successful shots before I hit it, which I know is a good thing. And then I'm not executing them hardly at all. Maybe three out of 10 or the, what I've, what I've seen and what I've pictured. And I'm just so frustrated that I, gosh, I can see it, but I'm just not doing it. Um, so that's another thing that's kind of holding me back even more so this year, right? Like, all right, man, well, you saw it. That's all. And it's all I'm trying to care about now is, is seeing the success happen. Um, but then when you don't have this success, I'm still a little too result oriented in like what the ball actually did versus, Hey man, you the process and, and the picture was great. Let's just kind of take a deep breath, accept where it went and continue and continue and continue. So it was more, all of last year was, was pretty much just attitude based. I, I did a poor job of really almost everything. Um, are you, a, sorry, mate, are you the kind of guy that looks at stats like to try and assess areas yeah, that might've changed at all? I have. And, and my coach and, and my brother, who's also my caddy is, is a very skilled golfer in his own right. And like the three of us have looked for, the last three or four years. And now I'm trying to remove myself from that process. Like I'm going to try to not think about that. I'm only going to think about kind of, you know, the cliches, you know, I hate that they work as well as they do, but kind of the process, my attitude and mindset each day. Um, and you guys let me know if there's something glaring that needs to be improved. And the tough part is I don't need for them to tell me because you're all, you just always know if there's something that needs to be improved, right? It's just, it's just the way that it is. Um, so th I mean, that's, that's been my sole focus throughout this whole, this season. And I would say maybe four out of 10, I've done it. I need to do a better job of it, a better job of it over the course of four days. I feel like I'm, I'm starting to have a day, a day and a half, two days, two and a half days where I'm doing a great job of it. And then I get myself into better positions and then maybe I'm not as 
kind and and fair to myself when I don't have the kind of result that I want. I get. I, I kind of start the the trend of maybe spiraling downward. I would always say into getting kind of angry and not as focused and ready to hit each shot. And I'm catching myself when I'm doing it a little better, and I'm and I'm working my way out of it to you know finish off four day events. And yeah, I mean, it's just it's I think it's all been attitude and kind of belief, and that's coupled with with a lot of work at home, a lot of you know a lot of a lot of like very direct and and, and in t- in a purposeful work here at home, but then like just going and, and doing it out there, man, seeing and picturing successful shots and then walking in there and believing that it's going to happen. And then when it doesn't being a lot uh, kinder and more accepting, um, kinder to myself and more accepting of whatever the result may be. And that's helped. And I need to continue to get better at it. Uh, basically all year last year, I did a pretty horrible job of that. Um, and then just didn't have, I'm obviously playing bad golf is not fun, but I just didn't really have any fun or enjoyment on the golf course. Uh, it was, I didn't like who I was at all last year. Um, and I'm trying to work my way back to kind of, we always say my best performing self. And that's somebody that is smiling and engaged and interactive in a way. And also like believes in what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. Um, so yeah, that's the long-winded answer. Like, just better attitude, better mindset. Um, I wish it was something, you know, in my swing that I could fix. And there are a few things that we're always trying to get better, get better at, and work. Um, you know, become better at. But for the most part, it's just attitude and mindset that just needs well, to be better. And 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 belief. It just they yeah. just need to be better. All I, all I heard there was stats are a pile of rubbish and they really don't work. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of what I was figuring. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a? Do you work with a mental game coach? I, I spent some time um, just after Christmas this past year, 2022, with Bob Rotella. Um, okay. And I, I, I just went down and, and spent two days with him down there in, in South Florida. And he's really good at what he does. And the toughest part about it is, like, I learned nothing new. Right. Where, But that's kind of the whole point. And that's why I think he is as good as he is, like, it's in all of us. It's just the choice and it's the hard choice, right? Sometimes the easiest thing is to get all frustrated and piss and moan that you're not hitting the ball how you want to, right? Like, but the hard choice is just deciding that no matter what, I, and he, this is the one kind of big thing that I took away, no matter what, you're going to give yourself the gift of a great mindset day in and day out, no matter what happens. And you're going to do your best to remove the result from anything and everything you do. Um, and you know, it was basically just a refresher in that, like, oh, wow, yeah, I have, I have done this before, and I've done this for months on end before, and yeah, my golf was a whole lot better when I was doing, uh, you know, having a better mindset and being more accepting of shots that I may hit poorly or offline, and and still believing that the next one's going to be better than the one that I just hit, right? Like, so the the tough part is that like I didn't learn anything new. There is no magic pill, um, but that's also a great thing that like it's in all of us to do this. It is a very difficult choice. It is a very difficult thing to do day in and day out because everything in our world is structured around result and stats and this and where do you measure up? And after a great round, you go and and do an interview and they talk about the position that you're in and how well you just did and how well you could do like. I'm not trying to think about any of that. I'm just like, yeah, today I did a good job. I was proud of how my mindset was and my attitude was all day. And I'm going to wake up tomorrow and no matter how I feel, no matter how I swing, and I'm going to try to do that again. Um, so there is, 
I have, and I've, you know, have worked, I guess, in a way with Bob Rotella and have stayed in contact with him. And it's, but it's just the choice is up to me. It's not, he can, he does his best to, you know, basically present the two sides. Like you could be the miserable, irritable Harry or the happy, you know, great mindset, great attitude Harry. And that one's going to beat the other one out, you know, nine times out of 10. So why don't we just do that? Yeah, there is no magic pill. It's right. just like the choice, and it's a hard choice. It's difficult to do, and it's it's hard to remove the result from what you're trying to do, and it's almost nearly impossible. But that's kind of the world that's constructed around the game of golf, especially the game of professional golf. It's you know what what have you basically you know what have you done for me lately? Where where did you finish this week? What did you what did your stats say you did here or there? It's hard to remove those things. I'm I'm doing my best, and I I know I need to continue to get better at it. Yeah, it's an eternal challenge, isn't it? In the game, removing Ooh. the results. Good luck with that. It's bloody Constant. tough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's extremely difficult. It is, it is a day by day thing. You have to mm. basically wake up and choose that I'm not going to pay attention to that. I'm going to just kind of you know stay in my own bubble and do my things. And and I've done it. I've done it for a long time. And I I would say that that's what got me to this point. Right, my Latin America. Latin America success, my corn fairy success, it was very much like, I don't care what's going on with everybody else. I don't care if somebody does something better or somebody maybe hits a, a whatever, a seven iron better or any of that stuff. I just care about me and what I'm doing. And I know that if I do that, I am plenty capable of beating everybody. Um, so getting it's, it is, it was a refresher and it's getting back to that. I'm just trying to create my own little bubble, the world that I live in. And, and in that world is the belief that I'm going to, you know, beat the crap out of everybody else. And hopefully I can continue to get better and do that more and more and more day in and day out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lou, have you got another question? Um, so many players have been chasing uh, the speed train, trying to get longer. You, you're above average um, off the tee, but is that something you've, you've thought about or, or started down that road? Um, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, there is way, I mean, when I swing the club better and I swing it faster, so that's, <laughs> I want to swing that. I want to swing the club better. So, swing that you know, way. inherently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have, I, I've done a little bit. I've more so, I mean, I, like we don't really have an off season. That would be kind of the time where I feel that most people would kind of, go down that road. Um, more so I've been doing a lot of, I know it may not look like it, but I've been doing a lot of gym work just to make sure that, um, I can continue to play this game for as long as I'd like. It's, it's funny how my 18 year old self, you know, you just roll out of bed and go, and then you do it again the next day. And and now there's just like a 45 minute process for me to get the ball airborne. Um, <laughs> that doesn't get easier, by the way. <laughs> oh, I know that 45 minutes might turn into an hour. Greg's and up and, to an hour and a half. But I, and he has to start I'm, with yeah. Lego before that. <laughs> Warm his fingers up. Out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, and I, and I, uh, Lou, I've not played a golf course where I felt like I was too short. So I haven't really made the like, I'm going to spend the next six weeks only caring about, you know, getting faster. Yeah. Um, I know that it helps. I mean, it just does. And, but it helps, it helps to a point. And then if you can't control it, you're going to hurt, you're going to maybe hurt yourself and turn, you know, injure yourself, but also like, if you can't control it, then what's the point of doing it is it's kind of my thought. Um, 
so yeah, we've always got an eye on it, I guess. Like I would love, I'm sure I'd love to hit another 20 yards further that just makes the game easier. But in doing that, you might have to sacrifice something else that you excel at. And then, you know, is there, was that a valuable trade-off? Yeah. Um, yeah. What can we put but the I, speeds, yeah, I haven't found. Can we put the speeds into perspective? What speeds are you at, Harry? Like what's your ball speed with a driver, top end? I can, I mean, the top end, I can probably get into the high 170s. Yeah. Um, that I always mm. say that like wide fairway downwind off the right, I'll, yeah. I'll, let, I'll let it rip. And what are you gaming, um, you know, time, standard gaming at? Yeah, I would say 72, 73, 172, yeah. 173. Yeah. And I've I found that that's but when I'm swinging it better and I feel like I always, it's so technical and so like specific to me, um, but I always like feel good when I feel like the club is with me. It doesn't, it's kind of a lot of sequencing and everything. Like it doesn't feel like it gets stuck behind me and then I kind of have to slow something down. When I feel like the club is with me, I can hit it plenty hard enough yeah. um, that, uh, again, I haven't played a course that I feel like it's too long for me yet, um, and I don't think I really ever will until, you know, maybe I get a little older, a little slower. Um, but it's something to keep – everybody keeps an eye on it because yeah. hitting the ball further is definitely going to make the game easier for everybody that plays. Um, did you so I wouldn't – I wouldn't – did you notice a difference on the feeder tours, the earlier tours you were on? Did you notice a difference as in there were guys who were way longer or mm-hmm. they, you were in the top for length there and then you went to the PGA Tour and it fell back into a different position or not? Because if you look at the stats, often it's yeah. those feeder tours are actually faster, aren't they, Lou? I don't know if that still is the yeah. case they used to be. I could, I could believe that because, you know, in a way there's probably the courses you're playing have maybe less consequence for... Yeah. Missing, missing a driver, you know, 20 yards offline, right or left is probably going to still be in play versus now, most of the time, it's not going to be in play. It's going to be in, you know, in a, in trees or in the water, out of bounds or in yeah. a bunker. Um, yeah. I can see that. I, you know, I kind of, when I was coming up, if you will, it, this wasn't so much as a focus as it is now. So yeah. th- there were guys, there are always guys that hit it further than I do. And there are guys that it's like, wow, that's unbelievable. Um, I think we're going to start seeing that in the next, you know, two, three, five, ten years when some of these kids in college that have been hyper focused on this for, you know, for at least four years, if not longer, yeah. um, they're going to come out and they and you know they're fast and they control it well. So the game is only getting faster and long and, and longer. Um, and again, it makes it easier if you can control it even to a certain degree, and you don't have to have hyper control it doesn't have to go super super straight it just has to be for the most part in play and for the most part in play more than half the time um you're going to see that there's a lot of kids you know here in dallas i play in practice at the uh, the same facility that the smu men's and women's teams play at and even some of the women are insanely fast and but a lot of (laughs) a lot of these 18 19 20 year old kids like they hit it really really hard yeah um Mm. you know and you get it on some golf courses that you know we play and and see if you're comfortable doing that i, I don't know but i think for the most part they're the game is definitely trending uh faster 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 longer 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 yeah yeah well everyone's recognizing the skill aren't they as in like you do and you're saying you know that that is an asset for anyone's game if the other, yeah. if the other parts stay 
in place, just pushing that ball speed on another five, ten mile an hour would be massive. Yeah. If if you know if you could Huge. shake a stick and nothing else moved in your game, but your ball speed jumped on like that, it would just you know it, yeah. it evaluates the dollars, doesn't it? At the end of the day, yeah, it does. And it the tough part with it is it it'll help if everybody if you told any golf even a twenty handicap that you're going to hit it twenty yards further, they're going to play the game. It's going to be more enjoyable. It's going to be easier. At our level now, my other thought is there are there are some guys, there are probably there are probably 50 guys that in the last two years have gotten two, three mile an hour faster. That yeah. helps. Yeah. There are very few that have gotten five to ten mile an hour faster and still and and control it enough in a way that they can still play high level competitive golf. And those are for the most part the best players in the world. Yeah. Now there, there's about five of them, I think that have made pretty big jumps, but are still able to, it still hasn't, it hasn't hindered them in any way. Hadn't bled into any other aspect of their game. So it's, it is like something to strive for, but also something cautionary that like, there are, there are only five people on this planet that have been able to make that jump. And even if, even if it's five, I mean, five people on the planet that have been able to make that jump and still control it and control it enough in a way that they can play high level professional golf. So it, it's something certainly that, that I keep an eye on, you know, again, when I, when I feel like I am swinging it better, I just swing it faster anyway, which is nice. And if I can, if I can get kind of things to where I want in the next, you know, couple months, like I feel like I'm swinging really well, then, you know, that would be then the time to push it, right? Like, let's see if, if I start going harder and harder at it, do I compromise any of the good work that we've done in the past few months? And if the answer is yes, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. But if the answer is, you know, wow, you're still moving your body how you want and swinging it faster, then I'm going to try to gain more and more speed. Right. So it's a, it's a cautionary tale, but it's one that everybody wants to get faster because it's just going to make the game easier. Um, but you gotta, you gotta do it in the right way. You can't, Yeah. you gotta do it very carefully. I, I personally think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Greg, have you got another question? Absolutely. H you, so let's talk about Lou's favorite topic. Um, politics. You served on the, <laughs> uh, you served on the player association committee, mate. Is Hell that yeah. correct? Yeah. So there's yes. 16 players on this guys and it's, uh, um, is that by choice? The, uh, you get voted in. You can you can opt out if you don't want to be voted in. You can yeah. say no thanks. Right. Um, and it's across the spectrum. It's anyone from Rory and Spieth to yeah, Greg Chalmers. Yeah. They, they cover everybody. But these guys advise Left-handers the board. Left-handers are allowed on that committee. Uh, Left-handers. <laughs> <they're not discriminate. laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mark. What kind um, of committee is what, that? What was your experience like, mate? Does that get does that get heated back there in that room? Because they're discussing basically. The, any and all things associated with PGA Tour, from PGA Tour business, yeah. um, rules and regulations, different things, different um, a lot of things associated with categories for players, like who should get in events. Sure, sure. What was your experience like on that? I found it very enjoyable. Um, frustrating at times, for sure. <laughs> and then I was on it for my first three years, so rookie year, second year, third year. I, I, I can't be voted on this year because I'm not a fully exempt player, which I'm really bummed about because this is a very important year. There's going to be a lot of discussion about, you know, these, I, I guess it's not elevated anymore. It's designated events. What what are these designated events going to look like for next year? And how does that impact the tour as a whole? While obviously that they're trying to um, 
appease some of the top players and give them maybe a little bit more of what they want and and kind of they hope that it doesn't affect those that aren't the i mean top middle middle and maybe the bottom run guys like how do we not affect them and their careers and lives but also you know give these guys a ton more money and give them maybe a bit more freedom to play and and whatever they may like my 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 first year was covid so i mean it was pretty simple like what do we got to do to get back to playing and then the next two years it certainly got more and more heated almost meeting by meeting right that we saw obviously the threat the live golf starting and everything we where there were rumors and is it going to happen who knows where now it won't we're good and then all of a sudden it does so all right now we kind of all looking around the room things maybe have to change um so each and every year other than the first year where it was just basically let's just get back to playing and and, and doing our best to do that in any way shape or form that we can uh the, the last two years certainly got more and more heated especially as as live started and and things probably should change you know how do we change them for the better the betterment of everybody that you know is a pga tour member um so I, i'm bummed out i'm not on it this year i've you know certainly as you can imagine my personality i'm not afraid to ask any of the i call them the suits the, the tour executives and any of the guys that are on there kind of which way the conversation is trending um it seems like it's certainly trending to more of a limited field basis for some of these events which I go back and forth whether or not I think that's a mistake or not. I think maybe some of them limited and some of them like like Phoenix just was where you do get a Nick Taylor that is up there and, and playing some of his best golf and challenging to win, you know, one of the biggest events. You kind of miss that if you go, maybe not, but you, you kind of miss some of those stories if you go to just a top 70. Um, but the tough part is if you go, you know, let's say we give them eight events and it's just the top 70, however you – organize that field but you know it's probably no cut and big purses um if that does a good enough job of driving the value of the the tour and, and the media rights up then all the events that are not those events are going to still either stay at the same level and grow um so i go back and forth i think we kind of need to protect some of our top players and our our top kind of value drivers um, and then also we need to do a better job of making our product a whole lot better so that, you know, in five, 10 years, it's still valuable and valuable enough to where, you know, maybe there are 10, 12, 15 events that, you know, 50 to 70 guys only play in, but the rest of them don't suffer because those events are such a big hit. Uh, I, I go back and forth. It's, I enjoyed my time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's... It's a very tough situation, that, right? Trying to yeah, appease. It is. It's probably you're one of the hardest saying, times to be doing that role at the moment as well. Yeah. It? Right. I, I'm, it's like yeah, right I'm into very, the fire stuff, that. And like, how do you how yeah, do you keep I'm, Rory happy and then someone like, you know, developing happy? You know what I mean? Coming yeah, off somebody the like, like Like myself, yeah. I mean, it's... Right. Guys, and, we want different you know, things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, and you know I I agree that Rory should be in theory happier with things than than I am um necessarily for the most part but you know the the commissioner and the executive's jobs are basically to funnel as much money as possible to every PGA tour member um and I I think this is a good way of doing that I think we 
you know, we're not, I, I would imagine we're not going to get it dead on dead right um, next year, right? Like next year, there's going to be some kind of structure. And then maybe in a couple of years, it changes and alters in a few different ways. Um, you know, I think giving them a bit of grace in like, okay, first, the first run of this may not be what we actually stick with. Maybe we do add more players to the field. Uh, maybe we add less, who knows? And it, it's, it's a difficult, it's a difficult time because, you know, this has come up obviously throughout the course of professional golf history. Um, and there are a lot of guys uh, in the past that could have done what has now been done, leaving the tour and going and getting guaranteed money and making everybody else suffer that didn't do it. Um, so now's the time to, for people to decide what they'd like to do. Cause there is another option. If you, if you want to go and I'll, I always put, if you want to go play less, cause I don't think they're going to, those guys have bosses now. I don't think they're going to make them play less, but if you want to go and play less and make more money, there's an option for you. Um, so, you know, you can almost like call out Rory in a way. Now I wouldn't call him out because he's done obviously a phenomenal job of furthering the tour and bettering the product himself with some of his ideas and, and the, you know, the kind of top 20 of their ideas. I think it is the best way to go forward as long as they don't kind of encapsulate everything. Whereas someone like me can't play his way into those events or into that kind of category, right? Don't close it off, leave a few spots open here and there to get us, get us into these events throughout the year. Um, but yeah, we got to look back also, like we're all done and dusted and we're not, none of us are playing golf in 20 years. Like does the PGA tour, is it going to be in a better place because of what we're doing now? Is it going to exist because of what we're going to do now? Right. That's, that's the most difficult thing. Yeah. Everybody can get all, you know, I can say what I think is best because I have kind of some of my inherent bias about the way I think things should be. And in my inherent biases, there's going to be more, maybe slightly more benefit to me. And, and Rory can go say what he thinks is best and all that. But like, we don't really know which one's going to be right. And, and the one thing, you know, whatever we choose to do and however we choose to continue to better our product and better the tour as a whole, we need to make sure that we're, we're still in existence in 20 years, that there aren't just three or four small tours that play for a ton of money. And then there's just kind of another, maybe there's somewhere else where the rest of us can go play and, and make a, you know, a somewhat decent living, right? It's, it's a very difficult time. I am. I'm bummed out. I, I always enjoyed my time on the pack. Yeah. I loved the meetings when they would, it would get heated and, you know, everybody's, everybody's got very different opinions and very different kind of backstories and, and different things that they think should be done versus, you know, whomever else you're sitting next to might feel differently. It was always, it was always a lot of fun to be in those rooms and, and kind of have all those debates. It was, it was, I enjoyed it as you can it's imagine. A room, it's a um, room full of experts, mate. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of people that, and a lot of people that know nothing. I mean, it's we're just kind of, and 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 no offense, but some of the tour folks like they don't know nothing. But who knows what's going to be the right thing, right? We're not going to know for another probably ten years. Yeah, this Find is kind out. of the way it's this is kind of the way it's trending, and it seems like this is the best option, and so, this is the best thing for everybody. In 10 years, we might look back and think we're all geniuses or we might look back and think, you know, damn, I really wish we had, we had done something else with all of something else. Mm. It's just kind of a wait and see We're you know, we've got, we've got the threat. Um, I think we've done a pretty decent job of combating the threat. We could have done a, maybe a, a better job uh, earlier of combating all this, but 
we didn't, and this is where we are now, and we need to make sure that some of the top players are are taken care of and so that they don't leave and also that, you know, the rest of us don't suffer because we're taking care of them, that we can still keep, you know, purses and bonuses and everything else that we play for at the same level and maybe, you know, over the course of a decade, grow that in a, in a slightly, maybe not exponentially like some of these events are growing, but grow grow some of these events, grow some of these um you know, earnings opportunities for everybody slightly over the course of the next decade. And then everybody's happy. Everybody's all fine and good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, Harry, part of these conversations that were going on around what, uh, you know, the shape of the tour going forward, what it's going to look like, especially with these designated events. When you look at the, the numbers around of official world golf ranking points, um, once you, at least it seems to me, um, with a back of the napkin look, once you sort of crawl your way into, you know, top 50 type player and you're getting into these designated events, there's a fair amount of points at stake. And like, once you get in, it, it, it almost, it might be hard to fall out once you get in yeah. with the points that are available. So are they, are they chatting about that and trying to figure that out? Um, I wish I knew, I wish I was in the, in the meetings to know, I would say yeah. over the, my my last few years, and especially really last year, was kind of when all of this was going on, and we could kind of see the trend of where things were going. What what certain groups of players, you know, top fifty, top twenty, top ten, were asking for. Um, that yes, I think they are aware of that. Um, I think for the most part, they would like to see uh, enough changeover to keep everybody honest in that it's not going to just be all right you made it into the top 50 in the world now you're going to play all these events with all these points you can't fall out um that's the kind of you have to have turnover you you have to have a pathway in and a pathway out you have to you do yeah Yeah. and we're you know they uh, they had one meeting i believe i think they have another one i know they have another one this week whether it's today or tomorrow the pack and and everybody involved. So I would imagine they're going to get a little further. That's going to be the toughest part. You have to have some changeover. You have to have some almost relegation in a way, right? Like, and I think where live, like initially that was kind of going to be the thought that there's going to be 48 guys. There's X amount of guys that are, you know, have signed on multi-year deals. And then the rest, we're going to, you know, if you didn't play well, you're going to, fall out like they didn't they signed too many guys they're not going to be able to do that so (laughs) i think that's very very a a very interesting thing that we could pursue ourselves that let's say they're 70 man fields and we let the guys that make it to the bmw so the top 50 in the fedex cup at the end of the year they are guaranteed their place and then kind of the other 20 spots are filled in, in different ways but different ways that would give someone like me someone that maybe, you know, finished a hundredth, a chance to play his way in there so that, you know, you could tell the story that at some certain event, it's, you know, Harry versus whomever it may be. And, you know, if Harry finishes third and somebody finishes sixth, Harry's going to go play the next two or three designated events and what that might mean for his career. Like, I think really, I think that's a huge, huge opportunity for us to kind of introduce and a relegation. It's not necessarily relegation, but introduce some changeover into some of these 
some of these designated events, how you work your way in there, how you fall out, you know, it shouldn't just be that once you get to that certain point, now you're, you know, going to play there for a long enough time over the course of a year that no matter, you know, if you finish, if you have three top twenties in those events, you're, you're good for the next year. Right. It, yeah. We got to get, we got to have some changeover. We got to have, you got to, I always keep saying, you got to dangle the carrot you got to dangle the carrot to the whole membership. It has to be somebody that finished 125th last year can find their way into those events. I'm not, and it should be hard for the guy that finished 125th last year, but there has to be a way in which he can get into those events. Yeah. If that's, I hope that that's the way things are trending, but yeah, I, I guess we won't know. And I would imagine based on who's in the room and the, the heated level of debate, I would imagine it's going to take pretty much the course of this entire year to, to iron out all of those details. Um, so I would imagine, you know, by the kind of almost by the end of the year, we'll have an idea about what 24 is going to look like. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an edge, isn't it? That you guys will have, if that is what the product needs, as in, if that is what the consumer wants people to be able to, you know, yeah. work up and come down, you know, like we, we have uh, soccer in the UK and you've got teams going yeah. up and going down and that, you know, that is something that uh, a storylines that viewers will watch. It's definitely an edge that the PGA tour will have. If I don't know if that actually is an edge, but if it is, it, it's yeah. one that you've got, cause you've got so many personalities yourself included that people will follow who might not be in those events, but if they're playing their way up, they might choose to watch them a bit more because you've made it in and stuff yeah. like that. So it's an interesting one. Yeah, it? it's it's just another and yeah, it may not it may not capture really anybody's interest, but it's a way in which if we do it the right way, it's and it's at least an opportunity to tell a different story. Well, underdog stories do well, don't they? Like we yeah. know they but can just get not out. you just constantly if you close it off. You're just going to constantly have so Rom nice. beating Rory, yeah. Scotty beating Rory. Like yeah. I get it, and I love watching them play golf too. But if you close it off too much, you're not going to be able. Or it may it may not even matter. You may no, no one may consume or want to even hear the other stories. And then at that point, we reassess and maybe we make some changes. But but if you don't close it off in a way that it's just always those guys, it gives. It gives those in the media, you know, on TV, everything it gives them more ammo in their storytelling guns, right? They're yeah. like, wow, yeah. for the next two weeks, it's Harry is, you know, 10 points away from exactly. earning his way into the next three elevated events. Like, let's go follow him and let's do our best to tell the story about his career and what this may mean for him getting into these next couple events, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's... It's at least an opportunity. It may not, no one may not, no one may like it at all. Who knows? Um, but at least gives you a storytelling opportunity that I feel some, at least all the golf nuts would, would love to hear that story. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, right, we've got one more question, guys, and I'm going to give it to Lou because I like a little ultimatum for the last question for you, Harry, because thanks for your time <laughs> this evening. So you've got one question left, Lou. So you can choose to ask a real question. Or you can ask your embarrassing question. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to have more than one more question. No, we got one but, um, more question. That's what we're there. We're yeah. one more in, question. In our, in we, can't, we can't just have them for well, 24 hours chatting. Yeah. We've booked them if in you don't for ask seven the days. One first, I got to get I got to get the embarrassing one at some point. So yeah, so you're uh, like there's got to be at least two more. Yeah. And, and your your excitement about uh, being part of PAC 
Yeah, Greg had uh, met, we were messaging as we were prepping for the interview. And he pointed out in your bio that uh, if you weren't a golfer, you would be a politician. So is your work on the pack or your past work yeah. on the pack? Is that kind of uh, prepping you for a, you know, future run for office? <laughs> Here we go, baby. Yeah. Um, President. So the, yeah. <laughs> Look, my thought is it cannot be that hard to get people to agree on at least a couple things, but clearly it is. Um, I just, I don't fathom it being that difficult. The bio I filled out in 2014 at, at Latin America Q school and was just trying to be funny. And I have had people at times call me like the Senator or the mayor, all that stuff. And it's more just because of my personality that I will stop and talk to you or, you know, that, that's another way to distract myself from this kind of lonely pursuit is like, I just, it's my, my brother, my caddy, my, brother who's my caddy and my coach when they're there like we finish a range session and if we're on the end of the range and we walk by it's like they always joke whether or not it's going to take 15 or 20 minutes for me to get you know through the range because i'll just stop and talk to people so that's maybe where it's all started um i don't think my pack experience would have really anything to do with any <laughs> sort of political ambition that i may or may not have um the, vid the I, video on the 16th green at waste management might haunt you. Yeah, just that, maybe. And yeah. And that's also kind of a fun bit. Like what, what kind of dirt could people, you know, like <laughs> dig up on me? I don't, I feel like I've lived a pretty good, uh, you know, very kind of honest life. Like I couldn't imagine what these people would come up with. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I just don't think it's that hard. Like I just, Part of me wants stick, to keep playing you know, golf. I want to stick to golf. I want to play fun. golf for for at yeah. least another decade or plus. But like, it, it's something that's interesting, interesting enough to me to think about it and maybe joke about it. Like, I just this this cannot be that hard to get people to like sit down and, and talk with one another and, and kind of find the best solution. Um, but clearly, it is hard, or at least those. That, <laughs> yes, <laughs> at least those that are there seem to make it very difficult. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I feel like I could be president. I feel like I can only do it for four years. I don't think I could do it for eight. <laughs> that would really, really aid you and take a lot out of you. But what better way than, you know, if you told everybody you got the job and then you're just not going to be, I'm not going to run again. So I don't really care if you guys don't like me or not. Right. Like, yeah, that would be a hell of a term, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. It would be yeah. like, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. It hit. definitely, it definitely started as more of a joke. Um, I had I had had the nickname from others at times, uh, and then I you know jokingly wrote down you know if I wasn't a golfer I'd, I think I said I would be senator or maybe president. Um, so it started <laughs> as a joke, and who knows maybe in maybe in a couple of decades I'll be the president of the United States, and and we can all look back at this and laugh. Exactly, um, I doubt it, but I, I'm not going to put anything past me. I might I might just do it at some point. <laughs> Love it. Are you, you going to ask your, your other question, Lou, or we you go on just ask? No, you, you, you I'm embarrassed now. Enough. Come on, yeah. what's the give him what's the, the date? date on the uh, member guest, Lou? Uh, June 22nd, if you're available, Harry. So okay. Greg has turned me down multiple times. He hasn't even I'm asked me. To think, uh, yeah, I've got to. I've got to do my hair that day. I can't yeah. make it. I'm sorry. Yeah, very busy. Well, maybe maybe I'll look. I can't look right now. <laughs> yeah, don't out. do it. Yeah. <laughs> check, maybe check I'll out the Zoom. Check, check. No, it's. I mean, as much as I, it's not that I don't want to do it. Yes, it um, is. 
<laughs> this is the president I speaking. <laughs> I don't expressly like it's it's not a hard no. And yeah. it's again gets back to the distraction and the lonely pursuit. I I try to do my best to play as much fun golf as I can nowadays because it is nice to go and play in a member guest or a, a sponsor play date, whatever it may be. Go play with your buddies to be reminded that like why we got all got into this in the first place is like we enjoy spending time with people and we enjoy doing it on the golf course. Like this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Um, I just don't know sure Lou, if I'm going to choose playing with you at your member guests to be my fun <laughs> reminder. I just, yeah, I don't know. Probably not a fun. No one. Has fun <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. I guarantee you we would have fun, but I can only have, you know, so many of my fun reminder rounds or events throughout the year. Yeah. Um, Lou might so, have a different definition of fun to you. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, one more. One more. How go many on, course then. records do you have? How many course records? Got to know. God, that's a, I have no clue. I don't know that I have a single one. Really? I'm surprised yeah. by that. I saw in, um, and you did an interview where they were doing the rapid fire questions a while ago. I, f- I forget where you said it was, but you, you I shot think 60 I have, somewhere, right? Yeah, I think I... I I mean, I would imagine that still hold up. I think I have the course record at the the course I grew up at in Kansas City. That was that's where I shot sixty. Okay. I don't, but I didn't. We didn't like memorialize it or anything. At least not to my knowledge. I've I've never. I haven't been back there in a while, but I've, I hadn't walked through the clubhouse and like seen the scorecard or anything. Like I'm pretty sure it's the course record. It's crazy, um, dude. I memorialized my 75s. <laughs> I shot 60. Such a funny question. You get going in one of those days and it's like, I, I don't want it to end. Like, I don't, I don't, I think that's, I think that's my only one though. I, I've shot 62 a couple of times on tour, but I don't think it was ever the course record anywhere. Um I don't have it here at, at Trinity Forest at home. A uh, buddy of mine who's on the PJ Tour as well, Austin Smotherman, has it. He shot 60 here. Maybe I'll go out and play. He's he's at Riviera this week. Maybe I'll go out and play uh, yeah. one of these days Sneak this weekend and try to break that. And, yeah. Sneak yeah. a little 59 <laughs> in there. 58, give yeah. yourself a buffer. Yeah, it's so, it's so yeah. easy to do that, right? I'll yeah, just go yeah. out there and do it. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I think I still have the one at home. Um, I'm actually quite certain I do, but I didn't memorialize it. I don't think anybody... I don't think anybody really other than me knows that I shot 60 there, that that's the best that maybe anybody's ever done there, but there you go. Well, team hack it out. now know that. Well, thank you, Harry, for your time. It's been brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. Stay calm. No more anger. Stay stay focused and nice and relaxed for the rest of the year and get the best out of you. I'm sure we'll Yeah, absolutely. All be following you. Um, and if you're ever bored and you need a friend, I'm sure Lou will send you his number. I get it. You got it. You got it. Good. Yeah, Lou, will take it offline. I'll check my calendar. I, I, I don't. You know? so, stop, Harry. You're just digging now. Just, you're yeah, fine. Yeah. The, the tough part you're is, if it's, just say no. Yeah, if it's an event that I'm, <laughs> yeah. if it's an event that I would get into, I can't. Like exactly. I can't miss any events. Mm, exactly. Build the excuses. That's exactly. the way. There's That's another the way. one. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Lou. If it's, <laughs> don't do I don't it. think it's. It's not a. I don't think it's the U.S. Open. I think the U.S. Open is the week before. I think so. Well, yeah. I think it would be travelers. So if 
yeah, if you're I playing win, Travelers. Travelers and they're playing yeah. for 20 million, so that's a tough well, one. Yeah. I to say, members guess. I'll move the members guess. Yeah. <laughs> if I win a tournament, I was going to say if I win a tournament between now and then, I'll happily take that week off. But like, I can't really take a twenty million dollar event off. <laughs> no, but let's say I, if I, I win a I tournament can't. between now and then, we can we can uh, think about they it. They don't force me to play these big events. Yeah, <laughs> but I do like travelers. Yeah, you got. It. Yeah, I win I a like tournament it. between now and then. We'll, we will have a. We will have a nice long discussion about whether I want to go play for twenty million or play in a member. Yeah, you go. Like <laughs> it. Like that. there you go, everybody. Thank you, Harry, for your time. Thanks for everybody listening. Um, it's been fun as always, and we'll look forward to catching you in the next podcast.